So it's going to be good today because we both felt God was going to do that. And every time I'm like, let's do this. And I'm like, Lord, why are you saying that? I like, it's so hard. And so we're just going to flow with it today. <laughs> she said that with a little cringe in her. If you see me doing this, I'm not pinching her. <laughs> so we made it to 2021, guys. If you are here, clap your hands because you ma- we made it. And we are here, you know, on a Sunday after the holidays where it's like, I don't want to get up. Um, you know, 7 a.m. came really early. Does this feel like 7 a.m. was actually like 3 a.m. today? It felt really early to me. Maybe it's because we have too many animals and they all get up an hour. Starting at 3 o'clock, they all have an issue one after another. 3 o'clock hour, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock hour. Then I finally fall back to sleep at 6.30 and then... That's what my alarm does. Um, So, but we did. We made it, you guys. This was the longest year in history, I think. (laughs) It felt about a decade. Um, We made it and we're here. We did the 24-hour of prayer. That was really good. We had a good time um, with that. Um, I think almost everybody um, participated in that, uh, which was good because God's when we come together, you know, there is power in that. Um, so why do you guys think we did that? Come on, shout some things. Like, I'm excited this morning. <laughs> Community, or unity, did you say unity or community? Unity. What? Because we're supposed to. <laughs> you tell us to do it, we do it. There we go. <laughs> Breakthrough. That was good. Oh, man. Wasn't worship spot on? Every single song we sang today was entering us to this season. I was like, it was awesome. And um, even the word Amy gave, because like everything that Amy gave you is actually in what I'm talking about today, too. So it's pretty lie. awesome. So we know that God, He gives unity, but exactly. We did that because we believe, we prayed because we believe God, right? Do we believe God? Even when it looks terrible, sometimes some of us have went through a hard year or we've had some really hard seasons in this year or you might still be in that and you're like, somebody give me a rope, get me out of here, <laughs> you know? I'm climbing the rope like, you know, you did in high school and you only get one foot up and you think I must almost be to the top and you're like, my toes are almost still touching, I used to be able to do that. I don't know if you guys, does anyone know Ludington area? Down at the beach, they used to have, I used to be strong, I promise you. Um, And they used to have these poles, which I thought, this is probably not safe. They took them out, and they were about two stories high, and you had to climb up a pole and then ring a bell at the top down at the beach. I used to do that all the time. Then in high school, probably like my senior year, I thought, oh, I haven't done this for a couple years. So I'm there with all my friends. And I'm like, I just kept going, and I realized, man, I need some help here. So if you're on the pole and you just keep sliding down, you know, God is still God. God. We're going to help you up. They did take those poles out because they realized maybe small children shouldn't be climbing two stories to ring a bell with nothing attached to them. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So we did this because we believe God. We believed when we were praying these things and we were speaking things over our family and our church and our community, our state, our country, the world, collectively, the kingdom. We were doing that not because it was written on a paper or because we said, oh, we should do this. We're doing it because we actually believe God will move. 
we believe God move. We know that is the best way to show that we actually believe God. You don't talk to somebody you don't believe in, hopefully. If you shouldn't talk to people that aren't real or not there. Um, God is there. When we pray, we're speaking to him. We actually believe that God is there. He is real, and he's going to do something. That's hope, right? It's, it's future tense. He's going to do something. Some of us would like it sooner than later, right? Whenever we know God's going to do something, we want it right now. We don't want it in a week. We don't want to wait in God's timing sometimes. We're like, God, why can't your timing be my timing? Do you even know what you're doing? I mean, you guys are, you guys are all amazing believers. You probably never had that thought. Like, what are you doing, God? Do you even know what you're doing? Sometimes you look at that and you think, are you really God? Like, why'd you let this happen? And God's like, it's okay, I got it. And we're trying to micromanage God. doesn't work out very well. But that's what hope is. We're, we're speaking things or believing what's coming. I'm not sure where you're coming because you never sent me it's your okay. notes back. Yeah, quit looking at me. I'm not like... I don't know because I sent him the okay. notes and yeah, he was supposed okay. to input all the stuff and send the notes back. And he's like, I'm just helping you make sure that you don't have anxiety. He's believing that for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's this is, good. This is not like a comedy show. It's just our normal it is life. a comedy show. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> His life is a comedy show with me. I know it is. It's pretty hilarious. God is good. But I'm I looking lo- at me for this. I'm, I'm going to keep. What do you got to say? What do you got to say? Say something good. I'll say. You talk enough for both of us. That'll be okay. That's true. So we spent one hour. We asked for one hour in prayer. Like we weren't saying like stay up for 24 hours, pray on your knees, and crawl over glass. Okay. We weren't asking that. We would never ask you that. If someone asks you that, you know, you probably should be like, mm, anyway. no, that's not what we were doing. So what do we do now? We did it. Got your hour done. You know, at the 59 minute, you're like, oh, I'm almost there. And I've only went on 50 bunny trails, not 51. Um, or it could be the other way. Like when I was there, I was like, man, I'm like losing. I'm trying to put these in 10 minute slots because there was like six things. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to have time for the world. <laughs> Did, did anyone get there? Like, I have to stop praying at that moment. Like, my brain, like, you're thinking, you, you know, God's like, you know you can keep praying if you want to. <laughs> oh, no, it's 10, 15, and Lord, do the rest, all of it. Oh, so what do we do now with this? What do we do now? So I love Isaiah 61. I'm going to read 8 and 9. It says, because I, God, love fair dealings and hate thievery and crime I'll pay your wages on time and in full so what God has promised you is on time and it is in full you are not going to get partial healing you are not going to get partial provision you are not going to get partial peace none of that he said it is on time we might not understand the time but it is on time and in full and and, and he will establish my eternity my eternal covenant with you. Your descendants will become well known all over. Your children in foreign countries will be recognized at once as the people I have blessed. That is good. God is always on time. And he always works in abundance. He always works in overflow. And he works in provision and excess. And, and you, wait a minute. I was reading that. I know. No, the word now. In fruitfulness and extravagance. 
you know, that's what God does. It's not just that little bit, and, and he doesn't pay minimum wage. He doesn't. He says that he does. It's on time and in full. So I just kind of want to challenge you to just take a minute and think and to just think about the things you've been praying about. What has God done for you? What has God done for you? What has God done for you? Come on, speak it. All right, this is where I was going to interject my part into it, if that's all right. Yeah, go. Come on. Wait in here. You see what I deal with? <laughs> he is so blessed to have me. You should put that, yeah. that, what has God done for you right here? Giving you a beautiful, awesome, funny wife. Funny part we're working on. Beautiful, awesome, yes. We're working on the funny part. He knows I'm hilarious. She thinks she's, she thinks she's hilarious. See those more. laughs? They're it's just God at, giving confirmation. They're laughing at you more than with It don't matter how you get your laughs. It don't matter how you get your laughs. All right. So Philippians 1, 9 through 11, it says this. Is, Paul is writing to the church, and he says, it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and be sure, excuse me, be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. So Paul, Sarah said, what, what are we believing for? What has God done for you? Paul is say, saying to the church in Philippi, he says, it is my prayer that love may abound more in you. And anything that we got out of this... Um, day of prayer, out of your one hour of prayer, is that love may abound more out of you. That God may work in in you and through you, that the love of Christ comes into your heart, through your life to affect other people around you. And what Paul is doing, this is a, if you really think about it, we're praying for an hour. This is a, a, a prayer that Paul was saying. That's a pretty big prayer to think about that. He's praying for the entire church, and he says that love may abound out of you and in your life. And so when we, we talk about prayer, when we talk about those things, what do we, what do we usually we pray for things? We, we, we usually run into prayer when we need something, am I right? Prayer tends to be more of a, um, we pray at our meals, we pray in the morning, but when we really need something, what do we do? We run to God and we pray. And it's not a bad thing because that's where we're supposed to go. We're supposed to go to God, to, to him when we're in trouble and when we need something and when we're struggling with something. And I think what we've done is we've gotten so used to setting the bar low for God that it's an easy step over. You know, you don't set, the high jumper doesn't set the bar at three feet and go, oh, look, I made it, and then they give him a gold medal. You know, the guy with the pole vault doesn't set it at six feet and go, oh, look, I made, over, I made it over. No. When we talk to God, when we, when, we th- when we talk to him about our life, when we're talking to him about what is going on in our life, we need to not have a limit on what we allow God to do in our life. We put limits on ourselves, am I right? We limit ourselves whether we realize it or not. Sometimes we limit ourselves, and I think what we do is we limit God on what he can do for us. Like, oh, that's not important enough for God to deal with. So uh, don't limit our dreaming, because when we dream, God can partner with that. When we dream, God can partner with something like that. Our aspirations... um, are something that God wants to hear. He wants to know what, it, what we're believing for, what we're dreaming for, what we want in our lives, in our family's lives, our church's life. And I believe everyone has a dream at one point in their, in their life. But what happens is, is we tend to squash it. Circumstances get in the way. That dream doesn't get come to fruition. 
right when we want it and we, we lose sight of it or we, uh, circumstances in life, hurts, pain, they, it, it covers up what we're dreaming for, what we're believing for. You guys, you guys ever been there? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but circumstances get in the way, but God wants those dream, to loose those dreams in us. He wants to loose those dreams in us again. Those dreams you had 20 years ago to do what you felt like you wanted to do in your life, whether it was um, start a business, a new career, go back to school, a family, kids, whatever it was, God wants to loose that dream in you. He wants to loose that in you. But here's what happens. Prayer is this, is prayer is, is going to God and pulling on what God has to bring it down to earth. When he, we talk about the Lord's Prayer, we talk about bringing heaven to earth. When we pray, we're praying because what we're doing is we're reaching up into the heaven where the Almighty is, and we're saying, I want what you have. Please release that to me. And then we pull on the strings of heaven, and we pull it back down. You know, if we, we, heaven on earth is not just this one-time event where we pull it down and we live in it. It is, a, because we live in a fallen world, it is a, it is a constant pulling on the, the strings of God's garment, pulling those strings down so we get a, mo- a thread of God's, uh, of, of heaven on, uh, in our lives, a moment of God in our lives. So those dreams that God has for us, that prayer that we've prayed over our families, and I really want to focus on this, is we had that blank area for your families, right? Yeah, you got, we didn't say, okay, this is what you're going to believe for for your families. We gave you a blank area to believe this is where I want my family to go. You know, some of you might be, I want my child to know Christ. I want my child to walk with Christ. Some of you might be our family finances. It might be relationships, whatever it is. Um, God wants that to come to you and be fruitful in your life. Sorry, I'm reading off my phone because it's hard to put two computers on that table. Um, yeah, but it was easier this way. Um, I didn't have to copy and paste it over to your stuff. Um, those two keystrokes are tough sometimes. Um, but maybe right now you're going through that hard time. Maybe you're going through that time where that dream is being crushed. Or you're just seeing the remnants of that dream. You're remembering what you wanted in your life. Yeah. Yeah. But remember this, God is always fruitful. Everything God touches turns to harvest. Not everything we do turns to harvest. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I just created death when I did that. When, when that happens, you pick it up and take it over to God and you say, I killed the plant. And then God just does something and he makes it grow. If you, if you do destroy something, you wreck something, you do something outside of the will of God, you just hurry up and take it, pick it up, and bring it back to the Lord. Put it before him because he can change it, fix it, renew it, restore it, whatever it is. So I have one of Jordan's favorite verses is Mark eleven twenty four, 24. Um, and it says this in the Passion Translation. It says this, this is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask in prayer. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. That's good. So God is always fruitful in everything he touches. God is the ultimate seed sower, harvester, waterer. Everything he touches turns to, a, uh, turns to productive fruitfulness in our lives if we allow him to do that. But I think we've been praying 
we prayed this for one day. You guys had one hour. You know, like Sarah was saying, uh, uh, you know, like, I'm running out of time. I got to get this. You're like, read the last part. God, bless this, bless this, bless this. And then, you, you know, it didn't, you could have gone over an hour if you wanted to. It wouldn't have hurt anybody. It wouldn't have destroyed their prayers. wouldn't have invalidated the next person after but we, you. We put the family yeah. part first, like your own personal things, because people are inherently selfish. <laughs> Like, we really are. So we would take the most time on ourselves because that is not, you know what I mean? It, we do that. I was a good Christian and played backwards. Thank you. See, there's at least two good people here. Come on. Okay, well, let's all the saints sit over there. The rest of <laughs> I'm just the world, That's good. the world needs more help than I do, so I'm just saying. Okay, but anyway, so we're praying, but that family section, that family section. Come on, you all right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just uh, releasing the joy of the Lord. <laughs> okay. But that prayer section, that blank section for you, that wasn't just for family. That was for anything that is personal to you. But we, we talk about the high jump and the pole vault, and they don't set the bar to three feet and six feet and go, hey, can you pole vault over this? Well, the, yeah. the pole is taller than that. Yes, he can. But why, why do we set the bar low for God? We set the bar low for God a lot of times. Fear of disappointment. Fear God won't make it on the timing that we need. When Doubt. We set the bar low for God. We're like, well, you know, he can answer this one because it's so easy. He, he's going to say yes on this one. But when we set the bar high, see, the, the problem is, is when we set the bar high, there is no bar that's high enough for God to not step over. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's a spiritual thing in us. And so when we set the bar high, what happens is, is this, is we have to activate our faith into setting the bar high. Right. Because we have to start to believe for that. Yeah. We, when we set the bar low for God, oh, we have, you know, oh, God, I just really need to pay my bill this week. Or I really just need, you know, any peace at work. That's a, that's a low, that's a low, it's a good thing. I'm not saying that, but it's a low bar to believe. When we start to believe for, God, I want to pay off my house in 10 years. I want to start a new business. I want to start a new I want to start a family. I want to start this. I want to do this. We start to set the bar high, but that bar is only high in our faith. So what we have to do is we have to start to activate our faith and say, you know what? I've got to set it higher. I've got to start believing more. I've got to start speaking more into the circumstances that I live in and circumstances that I want to see in my life. And what happens is is when we set the bar high, er than what we were believing before. Because some of us, when we first start, the bar's like this, and you're just like, yes, yes, I can believe for that. And then when it starts to get about right here, you start to think like Peter, and you start like, am I sinking in this? But God says, set the bar high. Start to increase your faith higher than what you're normally believing for. And so, dang it, phone just locked on me, sorry. So when we're looking at that, what has God done? What has God done for you? He has anointed each of us, every single person, to be a contributor, a builder of the kingdom. That is our job. That is our job for our family, our homes, you know, our communities. That is our job. It is not, it is not leaders that are set in leadership places. It's not only their job. It is everybody's job. We are all contributors. We are all contributors, and we need to speak. We need to speak. We need to say something. You can go, you want me to go. I'll go. Okay. So there's some things that we can do to start to increase that, that level of faith, that set that bar higher for our lives. Um, We're going to build that. Yeah. So first of all, it starts with righteousness. 
start to, righteousness starts from reading his word and living out what his word says. The second one is this, is we need to increase your believing for what you want God to do in your life. So say, you know, write down what you want God to do in your life. You know, for years we had post-it notes and stuff taped to our, the dash of our car, the steering wheel of our car, the shower. Yeah, she'd put stuff in the shower. You know, it wasn't post-it notes, they didn't fall off, but we had like these shower things you could put in the shower. They would cling to your... Yeah, they're like little confession you things. You wake, I'd be waking up in the morning, like, you know, trying to wake up. I'm like reading scripture. I'm like, well, now I'm awake. So, um, but start to set that bar high yes. in our own lives yes. for our, our lives. And mm-hmm. what we'll see is we'll see God start to rise to that because he's only going to do what you allow him to do in your life. When you, you say, well, I want God to do this in my life, but you don't allow him access to do what he's going to do, how is he supposed to do it? Yeah, you know, like, God, work in me. Do work in me. And then you're like, no, I don't, I'm okay. How is he supposed to work in you unless you allow him to work yep. in you? You can say something, but it's only lip service unless you allow him exactly. to do it. So increase what you're believing for. Yeah. So if you're, incre- if you're like, oh, you know, I was believing for a house. Mm-hmm. Start believing that you're going to get it paid off early. Start believing that you're going to get your bills paid off. Pray and ask what God wants you for you in your life through his will. Sometimes we pray things and God's like, well, you know, my will for your life is really not that. We need to find out how we align ourselves with the will of God. If we align ourselves with the will of God, what happens is, is then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this makes more sense. You ever been out of the will of God or out of line in some area and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I need to get myself back into this area. Because what yes. happens is, is when, you, when, you, when, you're, when the train is off the track, yeah. it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. When the train is on the track, it goes there, and it can go there quickly, but it has to be in within the constraints. And when we constrain ourselves within the will of God, it sounds really uh, um, offensive to the human spirit to say, I'm going to be constrained. But when we constrain ourselves in the will of God, there's freedom to run up and down. And there's focus. Yes. So we need to find out what God is asking us for our lives that's within his will for our lives. Mm-hmm. And then we need to pray and believe for the things that we desire in our life. God is not always, well, this isn't what you, what I want for you right now. God is, allows us the freedom to dream and dream yes. big and say, God, I really want this. Exactly I really want to do this in my life. I really want to go here. I want to pay this. I want to have this. I want this kind of family. We, he allows us to dream about those things so they can and he will bring those into because if we pray and we believe for things that are within his will, he's like, yeah, this, this is simple. I'm going to give this to you. Yes, exactly. So believe for those things. Find out what God is asking you to do. Find out what he's wanting you to do. Dream big, and those things will start to line up in his will. And then what you need to do is then say, okay, God, how am I going to do this? We need to find, pray and seek direction and guidance where he's going to lead how he's going to direct us to this. Because the dreams we have, he's like, I want you to have those dreams. I want you to desire those things. Because if we don't desire those things, our lives are just going to be boring. You know, it says in Scripture that he will give you the desires of your heart. I think not just boring. I think it's going to be hopeless. When you are not in the will of God for your life, there's no hope there because there's hope is only found in Christ. 
So if we are not following the things that God, but we don't have a desire direction, that's when we feel like, oh, nothing's ever going to go right. Because you know what? When we walk away from the things of God, we walk away from hope. Because hope is not a world-created thing. Hope is a God-created thing. And you can't have it without Christ. So when, when you're talking about dreaming, that can be, I want to have peace in my life. I want to have uh, a solid family. I want kids. I want um, bills to be paid off. I want uh, houses. I want a new house. We're all believing for that for you. I can see in Jared's sleepy eyes that we are all going to believe for him for that. But believing for a new house, to pay off the house, to, to be debt-free in areas so we are not slave to, to a lender. God wants us to dream and have those desires because those are his desires for us. We just have to, to release that in our head to start to think like God thinks, to start to, to believe like God believes. And I think when, when we um, ask God to meet our needs and our desires, it makes us better servants to go out and serve others. You know what? If you, have noth- if you don't have very much to give, it's really hard to feed the poor if you are the poor. It's really hard to do the abundance if you just barely make it and you don't have overflow. All of your giving, your time, prayer, everything comes out of your overflow. So if we have put this bar, like Matt said, down here and we just make it, where is the overflow for the world? Everything we give away is over an abundance of what God has already done for us. We don't not pay our bills and then pay everyone else's bills, right? But if we have overflow, what do we do? We bless, we give, we, you know what I mean? All of those things. So it definitely is. Those things, you need to ask God to meet your needs because when he meets your needs, he's going to give it in overflow and abundance and then you're going to go and you're going to meet the needs of the world, which you're called to do, which is really our only destiny is to spread the gospel. That was good. Boom, roasted, man. Yeah. That was good. Right. Roasted that devil. You, you, you go ahead. Okay. So, because we need to speak, we need to speak. Like Matt said, you have to pray, you have to, you have to ask, you have to communicate with God. God is not a secret. It should not be a secret in your life. It should not be a secret. Anywhere you go, people should know you believe in God, whether you open your mouth or not. God should not be a secret to be kept. Our testimonies, our praises, are not just for our own gain. So, when God does something, you're like, "Oh, thank you, God," quietly in your own house. And who does that bless? That blesses one. And God said to go and preach the gospel to the world, to the ends of the earth. So, you know, it's great God did that for you, and you're the only one that gets the benefit of that. That is not kingdom. We are a city on a hill. I love that God gave that to you because that's exactly what God said to me. We are a city on a hill. We are not like that candle under the basket because if you put a candle under the basket, it's going to either burn out or burn up. That's it. It's done right there. It doesn't benefit anybody. We are a city on a hill. The light shines and it benefits everyone that it touches. That is who we are. That's what happens when we speak. That's what happens when we pray. That's what happens when we prophesy. That's what happens when, um, when we encourage. That's what, that's what happens when we give our testimony. So it's great to hear the word of God. It's even greater to release the word of God. Like when Matt says, I love talking, because you know what? I'm going to release the word of God. You know, sometimes I get up and I preach to myself in the night. Guess what? That's a good word because you know who I get that word from? The Lord. And I'm encouraging myself in the night. 
you know, the animals help by waking me up. But, you know, that is exactly what we need to be doing. Speak. You know, Jesus needs to be on his throne, guys. That is, we have seen him being knocked off so many times. Sometimes we, we, we can't pull the curtain and be like, oh, no, these people, they don't really like Jesus. I've got to hide them. Don't, don't look that Jesus is on this throne here. Uh, do you know what I mean? We do that sometimes. We go somewhere where people don't really like Jesus. They don't really like the truth because, you know, I'm sorry. If you're living in sin, you are not going to like freedom. If you're living under condemnation and, um, you know, bitterness and all those things, you're not going to like freedom. It's going to make you mad. You know, other people's blessings, it's going to get you, ah, why do they get blessed? Now I'm over here. <laughs> you know, and, oh, I don't, I don't want to offend somebody. They might not like that you said a man and a woman got married. Well, I'm sorry, men and women still get married, okay? And I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm not going to say them. I'm going to say that I'm a, I'm a girl and he's a boy. That's okay, and I'm not going to be like, oh, get Jesus off his throne because you're talking here or you're saying this here. No, Jesus is on his throne all the time, and we need to put him back up there, and we need to quit putting the curtain in front of him. It doesn't matter if someone disagrees with the word of God. I'm not saying go up to people and be like, you're going to go to hell. Don't do that, okay? I'm not saying that. But it should not affect you if someone disagrees with the word of God. If they don't like you, it's okay. You should not be liked by everyone. You should not be liked by, by people, things, powers, and principalities that are against the things of God. Amen. You should not worry if, that light, if, if you fit in to things that disagree with the word of God. You don't need to have Jesus step down so that other people can feel powerful or heard or that you're afraid of getting ridiculed or persecuted or, or so that they don't feel the judgment of their own sin. You didn't do that. You didn't make them. You didn't, you didn't take it and say you're sinning. You don't even have to say that. You don't have to make them feel better about that but so by not talking about Jesus. Why would you, why would you let someone silence Christ and your voice? Sorry, you're right there. No, you're good. I'm just excited. Okay. This is, this, is, this is what happens in our house. This is the usually, yeah. So anyway, so what's happening now is we're allowing voices to silence the voice of Christ through us. And what were we supposed to be? He, did, he said, go out and make disciples of men. Well, if you're afraid to voice what you believe and what the truth is in your life, how are you supposed to make disciples of men? And there's a difference between we voice it we can voice it without judgment. We can say, I Women believe too. in this. Just saying. And you can say, I don't believe in that. I still love you. Yeah. And I'm not going to mistreat you and yell at you or mock you or any of those things. You can just say, oh, you believe that? I don't. I believe in God. That's okay. But I'm not going to change how I believe or what I do because you don't. Yeah. Mm. That was like, I just felt that kick right. That was a devil throat punch, man. It was like, hmm about that come on oh so good but we're just not going to do that we're going to put Jesus back on the throne the world the principality that came over the earth when that when the virus came and everything started being guess what they want to silence the body of Christ because God is doing something the enemy's goal no matter what which way he does it through poverty or sickness or, or, or he gives you everything you think you want or things like that. His goal is to remove Jesus from the throne. That is his goal because he is jealous and he is prideful. But we have the greatest thing we have. We know the end result. 
So we need to be like, no, we're not taking Jesus off the throne. We're not saying that the truth is a lie. We're not going to do that. We're just not going to do that. We're going to keep him on his throne. We're going to believe we're going to speak it so people can hear the gospel, be saved, and be set free. We need to speak. Come on. So I'm going to share some things. During God said to me pertaining to this body when we were praying. So the first thing the Lord, um, I actually, the Lord gave me this in um, tongues, and I, didn't, I kept saying it over and over, and I said, God, I'd really just like to know what you're saying. <laughs> Could you just help me out? And the Lord said, I want you to tell them they may live in power, that your body is released. They may live in power. And I thought, well, that's a good not they can, because we all can, but they may. The God said he's released that. He gave it to you. He gave you permission. You don't have to be silenced. You don't have to be quieted or ashamed to speak the truth, even if it is offensive to the world view. God is offensive to principalities that run rampant throughout the earth. And his love, when you release his love, that's offensive. When we say things like we shouldn't, we shouldn't murder babies, People get mad and are offended. Doesn't that seem really funny? You know, you have a tiny baby right here. That's, like, to you, you're thinking, why would someone get offended, right? It's, it's crazy. So we shouldn't, we can't stop and be like, oh, I don't want to say that. Well, God says, don't be silenced. That's his truth. It's in his word. He says that he knit you in the womb. That means that you were alive. So we're not going to lie and say that you weren't. Yeah. That you weren't knit together till you know, you popped out. I don't know. We're not going to say stuff like that. We're not going to be silenced and ashamed to say, no, this is the truth. And I'm not going to trade it for a lie so that you can feel good. Not going to do that. The next thing God said is to embrace the kingdom. And Matt, you hit on this. Little and big victories are waiting for you when you embrace the kingdom. So maybe you're at the low bar. And you're like, Lord, I just, I need someone to bring me a coffee today. I can't wake up. The, the and all great, of a sudden they do that, you know. The or great thing, like the low that. bar is an easy step. But then you just, it's, it, it's, it's not a step over. It's a step like this. When you see God do something, you're like, he did that? I'm going to go for this. And I'm going to go for this. And, and that's why we need to say something. That's why I need to share things. You guys... I went through when we were doing this, and I said, God, every person that goes to church, I want you to show me a victory in their life. So when they can't speak, even now, everybody in here, I could even say, this is what God did for you because you shared it with me. So we can't say God hasn't done because there's everybody in here, God has done something for you. I mean, if you're in that speed bump time, you might think, I can't remember the last time God did something that felt like it was for me. But sometimes God slows us down for a reason. So remember, if we embrace the kingdom, we'll have little and big victories. The third thing, this was awesome, and, and there's a lot more things that are going to come in the next six months um, that I just see in the earth for this. But God, when I was praying for the world, the Lord, the Lord said, open the house. There are no locks, no hidden rooms, no off-limit areas. Open up the house of God. And that's what we need to do. We can't be afraid to be like, oh, I can't, I, can't pray. I can't talk to people about healing because, you know, these people don't believe that. I can't talk to people about the presence. You know what? They don't like prophecy because they just don't believe in that. I don't want to offend them, so I can't do that. 
well, I can't talk about not being a sinner anymore because I'm saved by the blood of Christ. I, you know, they want me to still act like I'm a sinner, you know, in there. So I can't say that. You know, I can't say that, you know, that God, you know, is um, going to be victor- victorious in my life because I just don't know. And, and why can't we say those things? Why don't we say those things? Why are we locking the front door and saying, well, I can't, I just don't want anyone to come in because, you know, I don't have this all cleaned up in here. Or they might come into a room that they'll be like, oh, they're weird. They're doing something, they're weird. Oh, they spoke in tongues. Oh, they, they prayed. They read their Bible. You know, they, um, some of you young people, I know that you've been basically persecuted because you're like, I'm not going to sleep around and get an STD and do all this stuff. Like, why would that hurt anybody else? Why do you need to be, why do people need to persecute you for that? Does that hurt anybody else? Does that affect any other? No, it doesn't. But why does the enemy want to, he wants you to shut that door and lock it off and say, just don't talk about that area because I, you know, no, God says, open up my house because he wants it free. He wants to come and go. You have access to everything. We need to speak. We need to get those locks off and say, I'm a Christian everywhere I go. I'm a believer everywhere I go. Jesus is on the throne everywhere I go. Sometimes it'll be freeing to people and sometimes it'll be offensive, but that's still the king. We don't get to choose. Jesus was very, I mean, when Jesus walked the earth, there was more offense than, I mean, everybody was mad at him. Oh my gosh, you can't believe you did something nice for somebody on the Sabbath. You are terrible. I'm pretty sure that person did not feel that was very terrible, right? I mean, those are the things that we're fighting about. And trying to be like, oh, don't tell people this. No, we're going to open up the house of God. So that's what I'm even challenging you guys. You guys spent that hour in prayer. How many of you guys were blessed by that? Like, I mean, it was awesome. You could be a little bolder. How many of you guys were blessed by that? Like, you were. It's scary, you know. We're just like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, we're going to. We're going to be blessed over here. But that is, we should be excited about that. Jesus is the power that will bring the world to its knees. And I don't mean the knees in pain. I mean bring them to him. I mean bring them to him. So we need to train and release the word every day because we have something to build with. Every day we have something to build with. You know, next week we're going to talk about that. We're going to give opportunities for people to come up and speak and say, God did this. I'm thankful that God did this. I needed this. God is doing this. I didn't realize all the things God was doing on the earth or in our state or in our country, in our church or our community because what happens is we get right here. When we don't speak, it's like talking to a wall and it just keeps coming back to us. And all of our problems, we go and we say nothing and all we keep seeing is that big wall right in our face. How many of you guys have done that? You can only see the negative things because you're too busy focusing on those. So God says when you speak, you release it on the earth. He created the earth with what? Voice, speaking. He released that. So if you want something to change, God wanted it not to be void anymore, and so he spoke. If you don't want there to be void anymore going on, the same thing over and over, then you need to speak about it. You need to share it. You need to release that testimony. See, come on, he's speaking right now. So the Holy Spirit, you know, next week we're going to open that up because testimonies, you know, when you don't share your testimony, it's like imprisoning the Holy Spirit in a bunker. So only you, um, only you are being benefited while the world cries out in hopelessness.
When you don't release it, that's what you're doing. You are putting the Holy Spirit in a prison, imprisoning him and saying, this is for me only. You make him your captive. When God's like, and the world around you is crying out, and you're like, you're okay, this is for me. That's why we release and we share what God is doing. Because, you know, that is what he called us to do. When we release and we share the, what, got, what gets released, the gospel. Because we say, who did that for you? Oh, let me tell you, you know, there's this guy, Jesus. He actually did that for me. Jesus, you know, all I've ever seen. I used to be religious. I went to church one time, and people were mean to me. Yeah, people, people are crap sometimes, but God is always good. <laughs> I mean, we're all people. We've all been that. We've all been a pile sometimes. Um, and that's the way it is. Because our flesh doesn't want to listen, but our spirit, that is where God is. That's the Holy Spirit. So we're going to share next week. It's going to be good. So I'm going to finish that out. Come on, bring it home like something really amazing. Like, whew, I feel the Holy Ghost goosebumps coming on. You see what I look like? Um, he is so blessed. Yeah. Say it. Say she it. keeps saying that to me over and no, over. No, you say it. I tell you that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Say it now. <laughs> <laughs> so I just lost everything I had because she just... Anyway, it's uh, not going to be on my notes. No, I, I was trying to remember what you said. He thinks and I was, that God's going to like. No, I, I, I was looking at something you said, and I, I'm like, back off just for a second. <laughs> All right, there we go. Using so, my notes? No, I'm not using your notes. It's something you said. I had to refresh myself. This is this is common. So, um, when she talked about opening our mouth and being thankful, but also start to speak what God is doing, what you want God to do into your life. Yes. You know, so many times we're like, we pray and ask God for it. He's like, but he says in Matthew, he says, or excuse me, Mark, he says, speak and believe yes. what you pray for. Come on. Start to speak it. Jesus spoke to the fig tree and it, and it, it died. Yes. Jesus spoke to the demon-possessed man and he was uh, set free. The disciples, the apostles, they spoke to things and came out. We need to start to activate our voice. Yes. What's happened, like Sarah was talking, our voices have been silenced in certain realms in, in this time. Yes. We need to start to activate our voice and start to, bo- start to speak out what we are believing for. Talk, talk to God. God, I'm just believing for this. Yes. Talk to him and start to activate what we're believing for. We'll start to yes. speak what we're believing for. Yes. When you start to speak it, see, we don't, just, we don't believe for things in our house and not tell each other about them. We, we talk well, about... sometimes don't tell me because it don't, I, be a surprise. Yeah, I, sometimes I surprise her with things. And then I'm like, you better tell me. And then, and she's, then she gets me. all anxiety. She just... Uh, I keep her on her toes. Um, start to... Tar- Ow, you crushed my hand there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love crush. Yeah, start to speak what, God, what you want to see in your life. So you guys are going to get the opportunity. That's anybody and everybody. So if you're like, if you got up here, I even said, I said, you know, if you want to come up and you want to share, if it's something as little, like sometimes I'm just tired and I have this great group of kids that are always like, oh, look, I bought you a Coke. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. Like that was, you know, I, did, I didn't tell them I was tired. I told God I was tired and God's like, oh, well, I, in the kingdom, we all work with each other and I just sent them to take, it can be something little. It can be something huge. It can be something that you experienced or you saw happen when during the prayer. We want you guys to share. So it's not going to be like, only these people can share this. Anybody is going to have the opportunity next week. It can be 30 seconds. It can be three minutes, maybe not 10 minutes. If the Lord tells you 10 minutes, okay. You know, but we wanted to make sure everyone that wants an opportunity will have that. Does that sound good to you guys? How many of you guys got something you're like, man, I got something I do want to share? Oh, man. So 
we've got one. <laughs> okay. So I'll give you a week. I know. I know. Yeah. So, but I'm saying there's, I mean, there's lots of things. So we want to hear them. We need to hear them. It's encouraging. Yeah. It's really encouraging to each other in the body. And we're going to see things released in the new year because we are excited about it. Um, and God's excited about it. So yeah. think about that this year. Matt's going to close us in prayer. And It says we overcome how? By the words of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. So our testimony is this, is when you are telling other people about what God has done for your life, what it does is it, 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 something rises up in them. And it, it says, man, if God did it for them, he'll do it for me. If God did it for whoever's over there, he'll do it for whoever's over here or whoever's here or us. He will do it for you. God works in a unique way for every person, but it says our testimonies, we overcome through those because it's going to increase. When we start to tell people what God is doing for us, man, they're like, God can do it. He can do it. I know he can do it in my life. It increases our hope and it starts to increase an anticipation of what God is going to do for us. So let's pray.